Welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast with your host, Paul Jacoby. And welcome to the Paul Jacoby Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Jacoby. And before we begin, make sure you guys go ahead and smack that subscribe button. We're on our race to 1,000. We're nearing it. And once we get there, guys, we're going to pull a name out of the hat and uh, send a free t-shirt your way. So pretty cool stuff there. But without further ado, I would like to introduce my guest for today, the one, the only, Alex Holiday. What's up? How's How we it going? doing, bud? Good. I'm good, hey, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, by of course. the way. Good to be here. Happy to be here. Looking good, feeling good, right? That's what it's all about. Dude, that's Can't complain. Great. So, um, purpose, uh, I bring comedians on. I, I bring characters of all sorts on, but I brought you on specifically because of how creative a writer you are. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, every time I, I run into you at an open mic or, or just hear any, any of your comedy in general... I always take note of how well written you are. Do you have like a certain writing process or or something of that sort that you stick to? Or I mean, I, I'm a very neurotic person. <laughs> I, I like need to be prepared for things. I, there's I don't know. There's a lot of different types of comedy that people do. I am not a person that can go on stage and just like talk about things. That's not. I'm, yeah. I, I don't. That's not what I'm doing it for. Uh-huh. I feel like. So for me, the most important thing is like writing jokes out, having yeah. exactly word for word what's going to be said, mm-hmm. planned out, practiced, and, and had, you know, it's, it's never my first time saying something when I'm on stage. Dude, I always appreciate that. Me, I, I mean, I'm in the same boat, too. I'm, I'm not the type that's going to go up there and riff. I try, you know, I might try give it yeah. give a minute. I'll riff, but it's <laughs> riffs that I wrote while I was watching the other people. Yeah, I'm in the same. I'll, I'll be texting on my phone, taking notes. But it, it it's crazy how you know there is some comedians and more power to them that they'll just go up. I, I went to support um, fellow fellow friend of the podcast Rick Martinelli last night at the Chateau. Okay. Cool. And uh, there there's this uh, one one. Uh, one comedian he was like the quote-unquote headliner and uh literally he went up and just winged it for about 15 minutes had like the only thing that you could tell that was kind of written was he mentioned his mother and Mm -hmm. then the whole time he just went up there and just riffed off the crowd and did crowd work yeah i mean there's (laughs) there's, that's fun there's totally a a space for it and i I hope to be at a point where i can do that better Mm -hmm. uh but you know, there's there's the people that I like to call the here's what I did today comedians. Yeah. Where they they start off and they go, well, this morning I went and I got coffee, and then that's that's just the whole thing is like <laughs> what, that, what they did the hours leading up to the open mic, and I'm like, yeah. You should have you should have had a joke about how you sat down and wrote something today. <laughs> Maybe that would help this. Yeah, it, it is. It's really wild to me because, you know, like. When I first started, which, you know, only like five, six months ago mm-hmm. when I started back in comedy here, you know, first time in L.A. at least, uh, I, it was wild to me how unprepared some people ca- come to open mics. Yeah. Where they're like, it's not even like they had any jokes ready. They're just like, oh, I'm just a funny personality. I'm going to go up here and riff. And that's got its place and it's a yeah. skill to work on, but the people that do that and only do that is like, I guess. I mean, it's, uh, 
Let's do Just improv. Head, yeah, to, to the new comics out there, uh, heads up, man. Probably write a few things. Yeah, and, that's uh, it. Just, you know, have something that you think might be a semblance of a punchline. Exactly, exactly. And I always get scared for people when they, like, like a new comic comes up or, like, they're like, hey, where's an open mic I can go to? I'm like, oh, you know, do you got five minutes of jokes written? They're like, I got a few ideas. And I'm like... Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. That's It yeah. starts somewhere. You got to, some people need to experience it before they realize that they have to put work into it. Yeah. And uh, that's fine. But yeah, start putting the work in at some point. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, one thing I definitely noticed about you is you come prepared. Every time I've seen you, you come prepared. You have things written. Um, literally, you, you, you paint the picture. You distract then you redirect with the punchline very very well to the point where you're probably annoyed where i'm like really creative stuff alex no no it's always <laughs> nice to get a compliment i'm never gonna be mad at someone telling me i'm i'm great that's that's keep going man you got plenty of time to keep going. <laughs> uh one thing i always like thought every time i also see you go up i always think like is this guy a voice actor I hey, if anyone's watching and wants to put me in something, I'll be a voice actor then. But, <laughs> You're totally available. Yeah, I. It's one of those things that literally, I mean, fifty percent of the comics I meet ask me something sort of like that, uh-huh. and it's something I want to do, but it's just another thing to work on. Yeah, and you know, having a can, nine to five. Can you amp it up, like? Like, if you really want to go with the voice. See, that's the thing. I can, but I'm. that's, like, so not who I am. I'm yeah. not, like, a, uh, ooh, here's how I talk. Like, I'm not, You're not I'm, a... I'm not a character-y guy. <laughs> I, I, those people, like, my personality is the kind of guy who, like, makes fun of that. Yeah. So yeah. it's so Very hard much. for me to, like, fully commit to, like, ooh, I'm just a goofy, silly, like, vo- like people always tell me to do, like, Kermit the Frog or Ray Romano, uh-huh. and I'll just talk normally and be like, is this good enough for you? Like, is this <laughs> is this what you want from me? It's kind of like with Jerry Seinfeld when he goes up and he's like, what about this thing? And it's like, yeah. that's that's not your real voice, but yeah, and with it, you, there's no shtick to it. There's yeah, just... and shtick, yeah, I could probably benefit from a little bit of shtick, sure. <laughs> I, it's, it would probably help make uh-huh. me a little bit more palatable, but it's just so, like, the opposite of who I am to, like, ham it up. Yeah, I've 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 gone through um, you know like your social media. By the way, Alex's social media and his contact all going to be listed in the descriptions. If you have any questions for him or anything, just uh, throw it in the comments. They'll get right to him. Also, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read them all. <laughs> that, no, I will. I'm, yeah, I will. Yeah, we will <laughs> obsessively actually. Yeah. But, uh, one thing I did want to mention was you know going through your social media, I, I. Uh, I think I was just like a plane or something. That had to be. It sounded like a boat. Sorry, guys, yeah. if you heard that one. It was just a boat driving by. <laughs> just in the middle of the city. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about stalking my social media. Yeah, stalking the social media. I I, <laughs> I did go through your social media. And one thing I, I noticed about you is, like, like ever since I've known you, you've had the same look. Long hair, uh, mustache. <laughs> and, like, it's it's not like it's it's a bad thing, but I saw your like your before pictures and you it's almost like two different people oh yeah no it's been a it's been a long decline into this <laughs> it, it's it's a, i do i think it's uphill man like you you had a it was very weird listening to your voice and like 
what it looked like was a young boy's oh yeah body. no that that is i used to people used to always say i looked like i was 16 before yeah and now my friends are like you look too old now <laughs> now it's a problem <laughs> like tone it down you look buddy. weathered <laughs> yeah tone it down a bit yeah. <laughs> yeah dude i mean like um too it, it's weird like when you when you get into comedy and it's like everyone has their certain idea of you when you come up on stage mm. you know like and, and i've seen that you you've You've made uh, pretty good jokes off, off your appearance before that uh, I, I always assume. And it's like, um, was that like coming from like maybe a roast battle or was that just you just kind of writing about yourself? I mean, though, jokes about what, I, what you look like, mm -hmm. it's always kind of an easy icebreaker into something else. So I never, you know, anything that's like just a surface level like appearance or like what I sound like joke is to set up something else that I want to talk about yeah. most of the time. So, you know, it, it's been a fun experience or experiment, like changing the way I look so now I have different things to write about. Mm -hmm. So that's fun for me. I have noticed, though, because I used to do a lot of jokes about, like, how I don't look like I should have this voice. Yeah. But now that I have longer hair and, like, look, I don't know, more like a degenerate <laughs> people are less surprised that I have a weird voice too yeah. like when I was like more clean cut and like baby face they're like what the fuck is this what just came out of that little boy's mouth yeah and now they're like no you should sound like that well, it, sound one, weathered yeah one thing I noticed too about like uh, with com like comedians that like when we go up on stage it's uh, like you're a tall guy what, mm -hmm. how tall are you 6'4 so 6'4 uh, when you when you watch your stuff like on Instagram. Okay. Uh, you just see like a comedian on stage. You don't see a six four guy. You yeah. know what I mean? So like when you had that baby baby face too, they're probably thinking like, Oh, he's probably like an average height kid. Yeah, yeah. Really, definitely. he's he's a towering figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's surprising in comedy how many tall guys are out there. You yeah, it's it's that? a lot of extremes. It's a lot of people that yeah. are like six four and above or five four and below. Like it's Yeah. It, it's you know, very much so. You got and Kevin Hart or fucking, I don't know. Is Anthony Jeselnik tall? He seems tall. <laughs> I mean, to call that a comedian, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say Brendan Shaw being 6'4", 250. Yeah. Well, just, there's, a, there's definitely extremes, though. Oh, uh, I just saw him uh, the other night. Um, how am I not thinking of his name? Um, Is he your favorite comedian? Uh, he's one of the top guys that I've seen in a while, just live comedy. Um you got to get out to better places, man. If Brendan Shaw, oh, not, Bre not Brendan Shaw. Okay, I was like, Jesus Christ! I was, <laughs> I Dude, lost some respect there yeah, for a second. What, what did you think about a special? I it, don't watch that. You, I don't. It takes a it? lot for me to watch comedy, and I'm not going to yeah. watch garbage. Well, I I actually did give it a, a thing. I didn't make it all the way through, but it, yeah. it's not like a super long special. But one thing I did notice is I did get I I did find myself laughing, and. That's was it not, at him? It, well, he <laughs> he does, uh, he's, you know, I always describe comedy. I'm like, you know, it's it's performance, then joke writing. And usually someone's in the middle, like, here's Kevin Hart, and here's Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. It's like, where do you land? He's almost 100% performance. Well, he's, he's yeah, he has no an open micer that has enough money to <laughs> produce something. Yeah, and he has, he has fans, too, from podcasting. So it's like... I always describe it as like, you know what, if you're performing in front of, it's almost like performing in front of your friends that already think you're really funny. 
Yeah. So it's like it's a it's a good crowd, and to his to his. Well, um, he's performing for yeah. people that actively have concussions, so like, of <laughs> course they're gonna laugh at another guy who's permanently concussed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my god, he's just like us. Yeah. It's uh. But one thing I, I in his credit, you know, in his credit, I did laugh. Trust me, it was not like I was not dying or anything. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I didn't make it all the way through either, you know. But um, in his credit, it deserves more than a one out of ten. Yeah, one and a half, two. I'll give him a two out of ten. I'll give him more than that just for getting people to watch him and and earning money from stand-up comedy. That's more than I can. Right, I was was about to say one thing I, I really do respect about him is he gets shit on so much and he just keeps going yeah and it's like we've all had dealt with like negative feedback to a joke or or a a shitty comment online from an invisible person yeah you know but he just keeps going so i gotta give him credit where credit's due but one one segment i did want to bring up was uh i i spoke previously i actually just aired today about my first time bombing Okay. And I was going to call the uh, the segment Bombs Away. Okay. What was the worst time you've experienced bombing on stage? Ooh. I I mean, obviously, like, you're talking about, like, a real legitimate show. Because there have been horrible open mic experiences where I'm just like, this is yeah. awful. Why am I doing this? We've been Why in the same room comedy? and had our same bombing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was with you at a few. Yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> well, we, it was just, it was a bad open mic. It wasn't no, a bad this, joke. They're yeah. all bad. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, hmm. I, there's, so there's a show that I work every weekend, like Friday and Saturdays. I work the door. Yeah. And I, uh, I, like, get stage time for it as well. Yeah, that's and dope. It's a, it's a very fun show when it's fun because it's a really small room we cram 40 people into a space that should only have like 20 or 30 max that's that's tight and so it's everyone's very uncomfortable in there yeah but that's kind of a good thing in in a way like if because if you can get them on your side when they're uncomfortable they're like so locked in on you because they're so upset about their surroundings (laughs) that it's good but when you're not on their side they are angry about it and i've had a couple i've had you know, they get the rooms get rowdy, and you you can lose control in that spot, yeah. and get a whole crowd of people yelling at you, like get the fuck off stage. <laughs> and I had the show I did on I did one on Friday actually. It wasn't you know, I recovered, but the I walked into the room, and I, like I said, I worked the door, so I'm kind of like there to do a little yeah. bit of like rule keeping and yeah. stuff like that. And you're seen. That's one big thing about working the door. Well, but I'm saying like I'm there to kind of enforce rules. Oh, okay, I got. And you. so as soon as I got on stage, I saw a big puff of smoke coming from the back, Ooh. and we sell joints at this place. But you're not allowed to smoke them inside, obviously. I mean, like, what kind of... <laughs> that's, like, a pretty standard yeah, rule. Yeah, it's pretty no standard rule inside. in America unless it, you're yeah. a psychopath. Yeah, it's not a fucking <laughs> casino. And it was a joint. And, as like, I was just still in, like, working the door mode. And I stepped on stage. And the first thing I said was, oh, hey, you, you can't smoke in here. And immediately... It was a row of people. They just all started yelling at me like, oh, what, you think you're going to come up here and tell me what to do? What the fuck is it? Like, 
out and I was like, oh, oh my God, this is not, this is the worst way I could have started a set of comedy. <laughs> now, I have, I've, now I have to like get into jokes to try to make these people laugh and they hate me. Did you fight your way back or how long was your set? Uh, I think I did like 10 or 12 minutes, something okay. like that. So I, but it was literally the first like three minutes was me like trying to calm the room because they started yelling. Then everyone else turned around and looked at them and they were all talking to each other like, oh my God, what's going on? And it was like, I was like, okay, okay that was bad. Let's back it up. Settle down. It was just chaotic. Yeah. And then they were just like, I mean, they were heckling everybody, that row of people. I mean, if you're smoking inside, you're not going to be a polite audience member yeah. either. <laughs> you're, uh, you know, you're there, you're there to heckle. Yeah. And it, it, they were, that row was a nightmare, but I like, it ended up being a fun set. Uh -huh. But there, there was a minute there where I was like, oh my God, what have I done? Like looking at my phone. Just totally lost the A minute the and a half in the set. Yeah. And, well, it's, yeah. it's, that, that is a unique position because it's like, you're, you're supposed to, if you're the enforcer of the rules, then you enforce the rules and it backfires. Then you have to also make them laugh but also you are still the enforcer of the rules. That's, that's yeah. a weird dynamic to fulfill. And like we talked about before, with my style, I'm very like kind of scripted and, and there's yeah. not as much, I'm not going in there with the goal of like having this whole dialogue with the audience. So to start yeah. it like that, it was starting me on such a back foot that it was like, it was fun to fight back and recover and get them on my side, but yeah. it was a fight for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I had a show this, past Friday where it was raining. So it's oh, like you, yeah. you almost had to fight for the attention. This like, was, yeah, it was Friday as yeah. well. It was raining. Yeah. yeah. It's like I was fighting for my jokes to land. It's like, like everyone's wet. So it's like. Was it outside? It was outside. Why are they? What? It was like, the, in, like, was there rain hitting your head while was, you're telling jokes? I was wet on stage. What a nightmare. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. But hey, it's. It was it was better than the time I bombed. Like by the way, I will uh, put that clip in the description. The clip of uh, you bombing? No, I wish I had a clip of that. It's uh, actually I don't. Yeah, <laughs> sure, okay. It was it was bad. Play the audio recording. Yeah, that, that was uh, it was at Can Even. At the oh at the Mama Shelter yeah, show. Mama Wait, Shelter. that was on Friday or it, no? That uh, the, the bomb you're the talking bomb about. The bomb was yeah. on. It oh, yeah, was on Tuesday the, night. That that show is it's fun they get a lot of people out but that is not a good space for comedy at all because everybody's on either side of you and it's just places a rooftop bar in like a nice rooftop bar in la yeah. the people that go there do not like comedy yeah they are yeah. there to be seen and like there's like oh there's a dj after maybe like <laughs> it's not they're not there to be like let's see what these fucking borderline homeless people have to say yeah they're like ugh, gross poor get out of here yeah that's they're very hollywood-esque like the things that you guys would i guess consider more a hollywood crowd it, it was definitely that yeah and like you you know my my jokes it's like i i, I have darker jokes you mm -hmm. know like my punchlines always take you somewhere dark and like somewhere where you know it's you feel like you're not supposed to be in to some some people they like they don't know that you're joking you know like you have you have a certain type of dark edge to you yeah too so it's like some people think you're being serious on stage it's like oh that's yeah that's <laughs> fun if it's only some yeah. people but when it's the, and it, it was the whole crowd well and the problem <laughs> is with, a, with something like that is it's not that they think that you 
it's not that if they listen to the joke, they think you were being serious. It's that they're not listening until they hear a buzzword. Yeah. And then you hear a word that catches their attention. And so all they're hearing is the, the, the punchline or whatever with no context around it. And they're like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. And that's how every joke is. Yeah. I, uh, at the raining one, I, I did a joke about running over children, which is always, it kills every time. But uh, it doesn't sound like it like, does. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> well, it it went really well. Like I got yeah. the the crowd. I got crowd laughs for sure. Um, and but at the end of it, like someone wasn't. Uh, my friend was telling me he's like, yeah, some guy that wasn't paying attention. He heard like the ending where it's like you're running over a kid or whatever, and um, he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, well, that's not funny because I'm a good person, and it's like. Hell yeah. Maybe That's con- good. That guy's going to get some good <laughs> yeah. person to yeah. see that night or It's something. like, good one, bud. Good one. It's like, Hell this yeah. is a comedy show. Yeah. But, like, dude, for, for a wet crowd, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But with that being said, we, we got to kick it over to commercial break. We will be right back. Okay. All right, guys. Welcome to Paul Jacoby Podcast Merch Store. As you can see, we got all the goodies. Here's a hoodie. With a little logo on front and on back. That's crazy. We got that. We got coffee mugs. We got t-shirts. We got tanks. We got it all, baby. Now back to you in the podcast. Kaboom. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Paul Jacoby Podcast. What do you think about that merch store, huh, bud? One of the best merch stores for a podcast that I've been on, and I've been on very few podcasts. So <laughs> that's a soon to be a million. Soon Hell to yeah, be a million. I, but, I, I don't know if that will still stand, but fingers crossed <laughs> for you, bud. <laughs> millions and millions of viewers will watch you, and uh, it's going to be great, man. And you're going to have Hell a yeah. PJP T-shirt, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> cut to the picture of me in it right now. There I am. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, real quick, I, I just talking as friends off camera before. Um, you're from Venice, California, right? Yes, sir. What's born and raised. It? Yeah, it's v tatted on me. Oh, I gave myself this tattoo with a fucking uh, with a pencil and a sewing needle. Really? Yeah, it was <laughs> uh, pretty gnarly. dark times. <laughs> yeah, shout out Venice, dude. Yeah. So one thing I, I I do usually bring up with you know other comics here is it's like oh where are you from that type of thing because most most of the time you go to like an open mic and they're like anyone from Los Angeles and mm-hmm. it's just quiet. It's just me. Yeah. And I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like being being one of the only like non transplants here? Do you feel like you got a home field advantage or what what's your thoughts? I, I definitely do in that like I have a huge group of friends that I can just that don't do comedy because you don't like you know, I when yeah. I produce shows and stuff, it's great to have people there that like me that aren't comedians because nothing worse than a show where the whole crowd is other comics that are just there because they want to be on the show. Yeah. Comedic calluses. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's just not, I mean, I'm a bad audience member at a comedy show, so I would expect the same. But, uh, no, it's, it's fun. I like it. I do get annoyed at how many people that moved here 
you know, six months ago have jokes about how much LA sucks, and I'm like, because, and because <laughs> I'm like, it sucks because of people like you. <laughs> it's not, it's not. I'm not pointing at you, but I know I did describe. You, I, I, but, I read you. I read no, you. But because uh, it's a lot of people that are like, oh, you, oh, it's so expensive. The traffic's so bad. There's all these homeless people, and it's like the traffic's bad because there's so many people moving here. <laughs> the rent is high because there's so many people moving here, and most of the homeless people. People are people that moved here and yeah. couldn't pursue their dreams. So, like, what? Yeah, dude. You are just describing the future version of yourself. It's it's crazy because, like, me personally, like, uh, I I love the way LA is. I love the the the. It's you love almost the like a, people. Well, it's it it gives uh, LA a personality. I can tell you that much. No, but, see, I I don't yeah. know. As someone who who's from here, I think I'm the only person that has the right to hate them. Well, yeah, from the bo- deep down from the bottom <laughs> of my heart, they, they got to, I'm not, never mind. Well, for, for me, I come from a small town, you mm-hmm. know, so there was no hustle and bustle of the, the streets or anything. And I never yeah. really moved to a major city before. Mm-hmm. So when I, you know, moving here, it's like so much different than what I'm used to. And it has, like, I'm from a city that has zero opportunity. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I'm used to. And when you come up to something that it's like almost un- almost too much opportunity. You can do really whatever you want in this city. Yeah. And it's like I'm gr- I'm grateful for it. And does it have some side effects of maybe a few homeless people here and there? Yeah, it does. It's a lot more than a few now. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of homeless people yeah. here, guys. Just a heads up. You you've done like I I've heard you do a few of your jokes about uh, homeless. You're you do great riffs, uh, jokes about it. <laughs> it's it's good stuff. It's good. It stuff. all comes from from life experience. Yeah, that comedy's all truth, right? Yeah, like, but um, so living in Venice, do you have, like, is there a stereotypical like uh, idea that like you are a semi-pro skateboarder or how? Do I mean, I used to skateboard like when, oh, I, yeah. when I was through my childhood. There, there's a lot of that. You know, everyone smokes weed. Everyone loves astrology. Everyone surfs or skateboards or mm-hmm. hangs out in drum circles. Yeah, and that used to be way more true. Now Venice now is you know not to bring up the homeless again, but it's a, it's homeless people and like Silicon Valley like tech bros yeah which is just a fucking nightmare combination of people because <laughs> it, it's you know the, the reason that the place sucks is the Silicon Valley tech bros and they're just like shooing away the homeless into the few bastions of like actual local Venice left yeah, yeah and so that's it, annoying yeah you notice that too it's like um yeah Ven- Venice is it's like it's almost like you look in like you know how foreign countries are it's like you see these beautiful mansions in foreign countries then out right outside the gate it's like this favela yeah, yeah. It, and it, it's very similar to that with how the tents are like right outside like these mega mansions like right down and it's a lot of people are always like oh it's venice there's always been that but it used to be like you're like local homeless people like you'd see the same yeah. couple, few homeless people and you're like oh like this person he's always on this corner he's you know Sometimes someone's giving him food. Sometimes someone's giving him money. But he's always there, and it's yeah. kind of a consistent thing. But now it's like, oh, I haven't seen that one in, in weeks. He's probably dead, probably OD. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's just insane. a constant it's like, insane. whirlwind. Yeah, and it's like, uh, you it's know, the, it, it's side effects of uh, 
just a, a large city, large community, and good weather. You know, like yeah, and bad people that come here and don't give a fuck. I yeah. think that's a big. I I issue. think you're right. You know, they they come here. Uh, you know, Google set up their thing in Venice. Yeah, so it's like you you do have a massive point there, but it's like just when I was uh, my my first view of Los Angeles, I, I came here and my friend took me right to the Venice uh, Pier. Okay. I, I walked out here and I go. The what? Venice Pier? Yeah, the Venice. So no, not, not, not like Santa the Ferris, yeah. yeah. The Venice Fishing Pier. And I go, I'm going to move here. And it was just like locked in. Yeah. yeah it's very weird, right? Not the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. Well, the Venice but, Fishing Pier is the much more real pier, I guess. Yeah. It's uh, basically it's just awful. a pier and you're going to have... Uh, dudes at the end of it fishing. <laughs> like, yeah, and exactly a couple used needles along the way. Yeah, and it's like I, I went there and like for some weird reason I felt home. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't know how to describe that, but I was like, oh, I'm this is where I'm living now. You know, yeah. like it just it, it's really weird. So it's like when I met you and you spoke about Venice, I was like, it always reminds me of that. Yeah. That time where I was like, you know, you come to Los Angeles, being from Ohio and dealing with shitty weather all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like I came in a February or maybe it was March or April, but like just shitty like weather. No snowsuit. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is this is nice. You know, yeah. this is nice. So, you know, I I always want to bring that up to you and talk talk a little bit yeah. about it. It is that. An, it is definitely an interesting place to like cuz I see it as my home. Yeah. And very few people do, but like all of the pe like all the people that I grew up with around there, like we're all very similar and very like well-adjusted, cool people because of yeah, this obviously. weird. Well, no, but like <laughs> but you, you grew up in this crazy chaotic place that's like yeah. there's always people coming to visit and always people like tourists too. telling you how great it is in a lot of ways, but yeah. you like kind of know. The, the real side of it not that there's anything too crazy but it's like no it's a real place real people live here yeah and uh, most of the real people that I grew up around that live there aren't the the tech people and or like the, the people that come here and just complain and like aren't grateful for it. like we're very grateful for what we have there yeah and it's it's I don't know makes you very like well-rounded it's a good good it's definitely a community and an atmosphere there. in Venice and uh, I, t I totally know what you, what you mean by uh, you, it's almost like you feel infiltrated by like total opposite ends of a, a spectrum. Like here on one end, it's just homeless people that are coming for whatever reason. Then like you'll have your tech bros that are coming in and you, what's, uh, was what it, Abbott Kinney? You walk down Abbott Kinney and you're like, yeah. this is, this is a scary street. Like... To, you just you feel a weird vibe nowadays. Yeah, my parents used to have a burger place on Abbott Kinney. Really? Yeah, like right in this middle of Abbott Kinney, it was like a little turkey burger, you know, onion rings kind of kind of spot. That's dope, dude. Yeah, and that was you know, twenty years ago at this point, yeah. basically. And it's like they, you could never do that now. Did you, you have to, to have like a corporate sponsorship to get anything there? Did you used to be like the little kid in the back working? I'm not working in the back. No, I was too young for too that. Young. But I was like, you know, hanging out, drawing on the, you know, at a table yeah. or something in there. That's dope, yeah. dude. That's it's right it. by did, Abbott's Pizza. Did you go to Venice High School? Yeah, I did. Nice, dude. What's yeah. that? What's Venice High School like? Uh, it's not. People assume that like everyone I went to high school with is like famous now because like, oh, it's Venice <laughs> High. Like everyone's famous. It's like no. 
most of the people I went to school with, or at least more of the people I went to school with, are in jail now. <laughs> like, oh, is it, it is it, it like rough school now? Uh, I don't know what it's like now, but it when in the eighties, for example, it was like one of the most dangerous schools. At, like in California, especially really? in the country, yeah, it had like huge gang problems. It was like if you sent your kid there, you didn't love them. <laughs> oh, and geez. it's it was it's gotten better for sure. It wasn't like that when I was there. Yeah, but it was a lot closer to that than like some preppy like you know Malibu high school or so. Like yeah, it was most the all the all the like rich people around Venice just send their kids to other Private schools. schools and, yeah, yeah, so it was majority like bust in kids from other places from like Inglewood, South Central, stuff like that. Gotcha. So it was gotcha. definitely like, you know, some we had a police station on campus. We had like pretty locked <laughs> like here people would bring guns to school. There was gang activity, stuff like that. Really? Kids in my classes with house arrest ankle monitors. Like really? Yeah, it was, that's just what it was. There were fights all the time, a lot of like vague gang threats happening. Mm-hmm. You just seem like looking back at even you know your uh, pictures I was mentioning before mm-hmm. of you just being this little wholesome looking young white guy. <laughs> yeah, that's you don't see gang violence. <laughs> well, it's it wasn't like weird. Like I was just that's what it was, yeah. and I like I, I just played sports and didn't do anything. I didn't really like. I wasn't cool in high school i wasn't the guy that was like hanging out with the guys selling drugs but i was there like oh yeah that guy's selling drugs yeah is it was very visible yeah i i read you i read you it was cool i like i went from i was at a private school for middle school yeah so then to go to venice after that was like a big culture shock but it was Mm -hmm. in the moment i hated it i was like this is fucking awful yeah i don't like all my friends don't go here I, i hate this but now looking back, I'm so happy that I went there because I feel so much more well-adjusted than any of the people that I went to middle school with that I'm friends with now. Just they're kind of uppity or? Well, it's just, it, you know, a lot of just like privileged people that like. Oh, yeah. You know. I, I did the I did actually the exact opposite route. I, I went to public school like all throughout grade school. Mm-hmm. Then for high school, I went to private like Catholic school or whatever. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I. Uh, I was not one of the rich kids in the Catholic school, I can tell you yeah. that. And I, I remember one of, uh, I, I got a, my first car was a 1991 maroon Honda Civic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I pulled up to school, I'm feeling cloud nine. You know? yeah. like I'm finally yeah. driving. This is dope. And it was one of those old Hondas that has like the... The uh, seatbelt thing that goes. Oh, the automatic seatbelt. Yeah. Oh, why was that ever? It was tight. Th- I like to <laughs> me at least it was tight to me, and I just I remember pulling up feeling myself. Yeah, you know, I'm like feeling myself too. Like yo, I just I, I just got the fucking driver's license. What's up? Yeah, I walk into school and my my one rich friend who has a red brand new. Chevy Avalanche uh-huh. just looks at me and he goes, is that your red go-kart? <laughs> and like my world was crushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it's nice when one sentence just like ruins your self-esteem. Yeah. But, That's always fun. But speaking about getting roasted, uh, I, I've noticed that you do a lot of, um, at least you, you write and you, you um, are closely related to a lot of these people that are, are getting into roast battles. Yeah. 
And uh, you're actually one of the first comedians that I know that has a good background in, in roast battles. What's, uh, for one, first off, what's it like writing? What's your process writing roast comparatively to just writing jokes? Well, I'll give a little background in general. I've, I've done a few roasts myself. I fucking hate it. I hate roasting. <laughs> yeah. I, like it, it feels so like such a waste of time. I hate it so much because I'm like, I'm, why am I putting all this work in to tell these jokes that I'm only going to tell this one time that'll never have any like relevance? I'm very weird about it with that. You're almost anti-roast. Anti me doing them, but I love writing roast jokes so much. Gotcha. If there's no like stress behind it for me, it's so much fun to like sit down with friends, have a picture of somebody, and just be mean to them. And, yeah. And it's very fun to write something awful and have somebody else say it. That's <laughs> the most rewarding part of help of writing roasts is being like, yeah. I'm gonna do this thing that. I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, but you yeah. should say it. <laughs> You're going to say it on a stage yeah. at the biggest comedy store in the world. And people are going to cheer. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because it's like I, I, I get the same feeling with roast. Like I, I'm very uncomfortable doing something roast-based. I feel like I have the biggest target on my chest as like a – like I, when I step on stage, I feel like the crowd instantly thinks I just like did like three gay jokes, and I haven't even said a word yet, just by the way I look. Okay. You know, yeah. like, I you give look very off, homophobic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I give off that like middle of America, thick white boy vibe that yeah. nobody wants to hear what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, like just getting on stage, I'm like, wow, like, like I get roasted, like just people riffing off me all the time. It's yeah. like, I, I don't need to join a battle where I have I have this big target on my chest that's just yeah, for, undeniable. For me, like so much of my comedy, what I enjoy about it is setting myself, like setting up a joke that makes me look bad and then the punchline turning it to me being a good person. Yeah. But in a roast, the the punchline is confirming that is being like, Oh, this guy seems like a dick. And then the punchline is, Oh yeah, he was mean to that person. Yeah. He is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then, so there's no like turn for it. It's, it's not nearly as rewarding for well, me. It's like, yeah, for exactly what I mean. Like I already give up the vibe that I look like this white douchebag dick yeah. that no one wants to hear. And you're from. playing it up. Look what you're fucking yeah. wearing right now. I was going to say, yeah. Shout out to the Raiden hat. This is, you know, it's the 33rd anniversary of, of Raiden. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I totally mean. made that up. But <laughs> it's Hell believable. Yeah. yeah, it's believable. But, you know, like, I just, you know, I want to bring some spice to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I feel like, Hell you know, yeah. me and wearing... And nothing my, spicier than a straw hat yeah. on a dude from Ohio. <laughs> dude from Ohio, baby. You know, the ba the backwards hat wasn't cutting it today. Yeah. And I have the, the doucher one lens sunglasses Hell yeah. on. The, I yeah. could have gone pro in baseball, but my... I had. I, I had tore my elbow. Yeah, I had hip surgery. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually didn't. I just kind of stopped playing. But that's because I wasn't good enough. But I'm not going to tell kinda, you that. Part. Now that you say baseball, you do have a little bit of Randy yeah, Johnson. Yeah, I've been getting Randy Johnson a lot. And I'm not yeah. upset by it. That Dude, he, that's, he, that's pretty awesome. The, the big unit, baby. Hell yeah. That's what my girlfriend calls me. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Uh, growing up, uh, one of my best friends, Sam Bastion, right? Okay. He, uh, his dad looked 
exactly like Randy Johnson, and he's like six six too. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time I'm like, why does your dad look exactly like Randy? Like he was just walking yeah. and just be like, oh, there's Randy fucking Johnson yeah. at our at our at your basketball game. <laughs> like it's just so Hell funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you you played baseball growing up. Then I, I take it. Uh, I played a little bit. I baseball was never really. There are parts of baseball that I like, mm-hmm. but I don't like. I don't know. I, don't, I got hit by a few pitches. I shattered this finger Ooh. on a ball, and I just really kind of lost the the appeal to me after little league. Yeah. But I I liked it when I liked it, and then stopped liking it pretty quick. Yeah, I. Uh... I played volleyball. That was more my thing. You're a V-ball player. Yeah. Going up, just towering over people, just boom. Yeah. That was a fun, fun time in my life. Was that, uh, like, did they have a team in Venice? Yeah, all through Venice, and then I played club, and then I played, like, a club in college because we didn't have a real team. Where'd you go to college? I went to Cal State Monterey Bay. Dude, that sounds like a dope dope spot there. Yeah, it sounds like it. (laughs) It's Monterey Bay is... You know, you know Pebble Beach, the golf course. It's yeah. pretty close to there, which and it's basically that's Northern California, right? Central. Central. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's just south of Santa Cruz, and but it's basically like a rich retirement community, and then on the outskirts is where all the people that work at the restaurants live, and then there's uh, a college there. So it's almost like a Naples, Florida vibe. Uh, maybe I don't know. You've never been. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. But. Uh, it's yeah. It's a lot of just like everything closes at like eight o'clock because oh, everybody yeah. goes to sleep at seven. So it's like oh, not a good there's, party. There's sport. like three bars in the whole county basically that are worth going to, and they're all terrible. Yeah, I. Uh, sounds like you went to school in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, there's beaches and stuff. So yeah, so it's a little bit better. Yeah, I never resort myself to Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus, dude, not that bad. <laughs> yeah, come but, on. Uh, yeah, dude. So with uh, like with the roast battles, do you have like a do you have like a uh, do you basically just look at a person or do you go through their stuff? What's what's that like? Yeah, it's very. It, I. Because I, John Luna is the dude that I like work with a lot. Solid you know, dude. Yeah, What's we do up, a John? Podcast together. Yeah. Low effort, high reward. Check dude, us out. Shit's us gonna a, be in the description. All that stuff. Great show. But uh, we we primarily write together. Yeah. And they, we kind of have you you when you have like a writing partnership. The more you do it, the more kind of a system you get, mm-hmm. and the sort of jokes that you guys like to write together. Yeah. start to happen a lot more organically and you find the, the little formulas that work. Yeah, for sure. And one of the one of the big things with roasting is like at the comedy store in particular, it's three jokes. So you have to be very deliberate with everything you do. It can't you can't have a rambling joke or people are like, why are you rambling? You had time to prepare for this. Yeah. So a lot of the times when it's <laughs> So it's all it, written. There's no riff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's rebuttal riffs sometimes, yeah. but, you know, I, you know what someone would make fun of you for. Yeah. So you can write a rebuttal ahead of time that seems like a riff in the moment. I read you. So it, it's all preparation. If, if you're not prepared, you shouldn't be doing it. Prepare for battle, guys. Yeah. And it's a lot of just, you know, y- you... 
a lot of times the more simple jokes end up being better because you're not painting a whole picture. You're yeah. you're using them as the can like the picture already. Oh, you I, don't I need like that. a whole convoluted thing with like a misdirect and all this stuff is like the person's right there. Just say something funny about them. Yeah. It doesn't even have to. It doesn't have to be that mean. It can be like a stupid surface level joke that isn't that like profoundly specific about yeah. the person. Yeah. A lot of people try to get really wrapped up in like this one time I had this conversation with this person. They had this thing. They said this thing to me, and that reminded me of this other thing about them. And it's like just fucking tell a joke. Like yeah. why yeah. are you pretending like anybody cares who this person is? Yeah. Just say they're fat if they're fat. Say they're you know yeah you know if it's. There's like certain things that you, a white guy, you call him a pedophile, you call <laughs> a, a woman that you battle a whore, you call, you know, yeah. you use the, the most low hanging fruit yeah. because the audience there does not know who they are. They are yeah. only going to understand the low hanging yeah, fruit. For sure. I feel like, y you know, Luke Walls, right? Yeah. I feel like he has the perfect, perfect type of comedy and perfect type of presence on stage for a roast. Oh, act. yeah. You yeah. Because like, he's. Not only does he look like a virgin, but he is a virgin. So if you're not just making jokes about him being a virgin, don't battle him. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. super religious and a virgin. You need like one or two facts, and you're, the battle, that's all you need. Yeah, and he's such a killer, too. You know, yeah. like oh, he great. will go for your throat. And like just coming up, like if you do like, a, like an open mic and he's coming up after you or he's hosting that night. He'll just cut your throat like right yeah. on stage. Yeah, oh, I love Luke. Yeah, he's so funny. Uh, shout out to him. Hopefully he comes on soon. He keeps, I went on his, have you heard of the the Sunset Podcast? Yeah. Sunset Heights? Yeah, I, I saw him and Tom Kelly are doing something. Yeah, I, I did Such episode Such a strange two. pairing. <laughs> oh, it's, it's almost the perfect pairing. It's yeah. like a John Goodman. And uh, like, yeah. like some attorney that's just like has these wild thoughts in his head and just spews them out. It's, yeah, it's pretty great, man. It's pretty great. But uh, it's like Luke Walls is like, if instead of like expressing his you know desire for gay cannibalism, if Jeffrey Dahmer was just religious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a, it's a very wild dynamic when you bring Luke uh, Luke up because no one expects what's about to come out of that man's mouth. Yeah. That's for sure. But with that being said, guys, we are going back to commercial break. We will be right back. Thank you. Cool.